Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. I'm coming to you from my maternity leave with some of the best episodes from the show so far. Today, we're going all the way back to episode 11 for a conversation about how to tune into what turns you on. Listen as I share why it's important to pay attention to the things, feelings, and experiences that make you feel alive. I explain what it means to call in and how this all relates to manifesting and the law of attraction. Whether you're new to these concepts or you've been following them forever, this episode offers some great ideas and things to give a try. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's go to the episode. Hello, friends. How are you? Today is the first of two episodes all about inner voice. I've received a ton of questions and interest from you on this topic, especially after I shared about a recent inner voice session that I had with the lovely and magical Nicole Perkins from Metaphysical Me. In part two next week, I'm going to share my thoughts and reflections on that session, and I'm even going to include audio clips from the actual conversation that Nicole and I had with my inner voice, and I'm super excited, a little bit nervous to share that with you, but first for today, let's just lay a bit of a foundation by reviewing some basics, going over some kind of high level things, but also nitty gritty details related to the inner voice. So first, let's just dive right in. What is the inner voice? Okay, so when I think about it, for me, the inner voice is a deep well of wisdom that exists within me. It is separate from the chitter chatter and mind thoughts that run around in my brain, but it is still a part of me. It is still within me. It isn't separate from me and it is something that I can tap into and that I have access to whenever I need it, whenever I'm actively seeking guidance from my inner voice, I can access it. Um, But it isn't a place that I live from 24 seven. It isn't the operational to-dos of the day in and day out. Like that's my brain, but my inner voice for me really resides within my heart center, within my chest. Some people feel more like their inner voice lives within their gut, like in their core. Um, And I'm sure that there's people who have other 
um, locations where their inner voice resides, but I think those are the two most common. And I think for some people it is that like there are words attached to the inner voice wisdom, but I also believe that there are probably experiences that other people have where it's more visual or it comes more in writing. So we'll talk about like how to access the inner voice, but one of the common objections or questions that I've encountered in sharing about inner voice work with um, friends and the community is like, how do we know we can trust it? And I think that that's a very valid mind concern. Like that's something that our brain or the critical or the analytical part of us will say, well, how do you even know you can trust that? And what I always say is that if the wisdom that you're receiving feels good, if it feels true, if it's something that makes you feel calm and peaceful within, then you should trust it. It isn't necessarily like this thing that you're gonna be, you're not gonna be able to say like, oh, the answer key says the answer C, so it's 100% true. Like that's not how this works. This is like not a test, this is just life. This is just tapping into an alternate viewpoint, a supportive viewpoint, a loving viewpoint that lives within you, but it isn't like you're gonna get it wrong. Of course, in life, like we have to make choices, but I feel like I'm coming to this place where it isn't really so much about right or wrong or knowing if you can trust it or not because it's the correct thing that you're doing, but it's more about feeling into the wisdom that you're receiving and does that advice or does that feedback or does that knowledge feel calm and easy and peaceful within your body? And if it does, I don't think that you should really care where it comes from. Like if it comes from a friend, if it comes from a song lyric, if it comes from a dream, if that guidance feels loving, good, comforting within you, then I say trust it. Um, so how do you know you can trust your inner voice? Well, if it's giving you something that feels really good and calm and peaceful, then I think it, you can trust it. If you're confused, if you feel conflicted, um, then I would tend to say then you need more information or you need to like follow up on that or sit with it. Um, I think that when it comes to inquiring about any sort of question, we as a society have this desire to like want to know the answer right now. Like with COVID, for example, I know that as the months have kind of unfolded in the very beginning, like my friends and I would say, well, how long do you think this is going to last? Like what, what, how long is this going to be? And of course, nobody knows because nobody has a crystal ball. We can't predict the future, but we just want to know, like how, how long are we going to be staying home to stay safe? And I think in some ways this has lasted quite longer than some people thought. And then in other ways, like some people are kind of like in it for the long haul, but really like we're in it. And so knowing how long it's going to last, it does, I don't even know if that matters. So again, I'm kind of coming at this from a standpoint of there is no right or wrong and the information that 
we're getting really, we're seeking a feeling of calm, comfort, support, joy, peace. Like as we're moving forward in life, those are the feelings that we want to move towards. So to kind of guide us back to inner voice and the basics of inner voice, how do you connect with it? How can we tap into this well of wisdom within us? I think the key for almost anything (laughs) is to get centered within your body. It helps to close your eyes and really exhale and release. And I think inhaling is important too, of course. You gotta inhale and exhale, but really just kind of like getting out of your mind and tapping into that body wisdom within you and surrendering to the curiosity of seeing what you might uncover. So kind of coming at it with a a curious, trusting heart, that can also really help. One of the ways that I have interacted with my inner voice the most is through writing, asking direct questions, and then waiting for a response. And this I have done on my computer, on my phone in a text app, or in my journal. I've tried all three. I actually tend to like typing a little bit more than writing in my journal when I'm looking for like specific information from my inner voice because I can type faster than I can write. So it is a little bit easier to be automatic in the way that I allow the response. Um, But then I've also played around with the idea that I've heard from Jess Lively and even from Nicole Perkins, which is to allow the inner voice to guide us on things that are like less big life questions and more so like, what skincare should I use today? What like lotions should I use today? And um, Nicole just posted something on her Instagram a while back before I went on sabbatical. (laughs) I saw it and she was talking about skincare and inner voice. And I know that Jess Lively, if you're unfamiliar with her, I'm going to talk a little bit more about her soon, but, um, I mention her often, so I feel like you probably already know who Jess is, but she's talked a lot about how she lets her inner voice pick her nail colors and her clothing, and to be honest, I really haven't done too much of that in my day-to-day, but I do like to play with that concept, and it is something that I'm very drawn to that I would like to put more into practice, and when I do that type of inquiry to my inner voice, it more arrives in a quiet knowing, just a, a, a pull within me that guides me towards the decision. So I think about just like flipping the switch in the back of my brain, turning it off, powering it down, saying, brain, like you can just take a quick little break here, and then asking questions about like what, what would be a good outfit to wear today? What should I wear today? So that's something that, um, again, I think it's a little bit more accessible. It's the same thing when we talk about the law of attraction and 
playing with the law of attraction to get parking spots or to manifest a turtle or a heart or a pineapple, something small, trivial that you don't really care about and playing with that law as a way to show you that, hey, this does work, like this is a thing. And so the same thing goes with your inner voice. If you start to play around with it from a standpoint of, well, which email should I answer first today? and wait until you have that little quiet nudge, that little tug within you that tells you which way to go, that's a way to start practicing that muscle so that you can use it and trust it more on bigger life decisions if that's something that you want to do. When you're writing to your inner voice, either on your computer or texting on your phone or in your journal, one of the things that is really helpful is to ask for clarity. So if an answer comes back and it isn't clear to you, like your mind doesn't understand it, ask a follow-up question. Keep asking follow-up questions until you get to a place where you feel like complete with that, the session, and complete with the the question, the line of questions that you were asking. And remember, it's just like a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's a game of ping pong. So you don't necessarily, you enter it with a question in mind, but you don't necessarily know where it wants to go. And so just trusting that guidance from that inner voice and leading you into the answers that it wants to share with you. Another way that you can access your inner voice is through a session with a friend. So if you have a woo friend or somebody who's kind of into this stuff that wants to play the role of mind and you want to tap into your inner voice, you can sit with somebody on Zoom or someday when we reconnect with people in person, you could sit with them even just at like a coffee shop or a park or in your living room, on the floor, get cozy, close your eyes, feel that centered place, and then have the person, your friends, the person that you trust, ask some questions to your inner mind. What should I be doing with my career? What is the right thing to do about my vacation plans? Where do I need to go? You know, the big questions that we all have. And I think it's... um, It's again, one of those things where if you start small and just kind of work your way up to it, you might be able to trust those answers more, but you can go big right out the gate and just see what happens. Again, curious, gentle, easy approach. This isn't um, some crazy, weird out there thing because it's information that lives within you. You're tapping into your inner wisdom. And finally, the another way that you can connect with your inner voice is through a session with an inner voice facilitator or a coach, somebody who can help take that role of being the guide and let you sit back and relax and, and tap into that wisdom. After having gone through a session, which again, I'm gonna talk about next week, I've actually been through two. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a minute. But after having gone through these experiences of having someone guide me, it's similar to getting a massage. Like you can get your foam roller out and roll out your muscles. You can give yourself a massage. You can even, if you're lucky enough to have a partner who will give you a massage, fantastic. But those massages, for me at least, are never anything compared to like what a real massage therapist can do when I'm lying on the 
table. I just get my, let my body be like a ball of Play-Doh and, and they work out the knots and there's music and there's incense or whatever, you know, it's a vibe. That's definitely like a much more relaxed, easy place for me to be, to receive that healing touch. And so I think the same is true in the sense of, I can really set up a nice vibe in my closet and do a foam rolling session. I've been really enjoying Lauren Roxburgh lately. She has a whole set of workout videos that aren't really like workout, it's more foam rolling and she's got these massage balls that you can do rolling, like, you know, just working on your fascia and your muscles. And that's been actually really amazing in this time of COVID because I'm not getting regular massages. So it has been like, I've been doing way more to tend to my body. So in a way, like it has sort of replaced that massage ritual that I used to have, but still someday when it's cool and kosher and safe and easy for me to go back to getting massages, I certainly will. And this is kind of similar. It's something that you might be able to relate to in the sense of setting up a session with an, an inner voice facilitator or with a coach can help guide you to that same place that you could get to yourself, but it might be a little bit, it's, it might be a little bit more expensive, but it's uh, indulgence and it's a treat and it's a form of self-care. And it really is um, a more relaxing way, at least at first, to tap into these things. So. One of the questions that I've been asked before is what does it feel like when you connect to your inner voice? And I've already alluded to some of the things that I, sensations I feel, but it really is a, a gentle, calm sensation. It's like floating a little bit in, not air, cause I don't know what that feels like, but floating in like a really warm water where there isn't too much to worry about. There isn't too much going on. And still from time to time, my mind might chitter chatter. My mind might have a thought or an opinion, but diving back into the center of me, back into that wisdom of just gentle love, acknowledgement. Um, there's a little bit of levity in it also in my inner voice. It's like, it really likes to remind me that we're here to enjoy and that we're here to have fun. And um, it does feel like me, like it feels like a, a more, uh, calm, gentle, knowledgeable me, like maybe who I will be when I'm 70 or something and kind of think most stuff is hilarious, but also want the best for people and want the best for me. It's like, it's like a very, it's a very nice sensation. It feels good. Um, and for me, it has never felt again, like weird or scary or out there because I honestly have been journaling to myself for a really long time. And I think that tapping into inner voice and playing with manifesting and a lot of these other concepts, they build on each other. And so if you're just getting started with this, just know that this is a lifelong practice that you'll get better at it. It will become easier. It will become enjoyable. Just like swimming, you know, you get, you learn how to swim at first. If you've ever watched someone learn how to swim, it 
is like scary at first. Our bodies have this natural fear of water, um, which is really, really valid. And I think that we also have this natural fear of the wrong information and doing something wrong. Like we're trained and also for survival, our bodies don't want us to make the wrong step. Our bodies don't want us to be in water when we don't know how to swim. But eventually, once you know how to swim, swimming and being in the water is like very gentle and easy and fun and flowing. And so it's, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is, is how it feels. And then to kind of move on to like, why would you tap into your inner voice? When will you do it? Where will you do it? I think that all of that is kind of cumulative and builds on itself as you step into this practice of tapping into your inner knowledge first and then kind of seeking outside information as well. But the why really comes down to like who, what, first off, like what questions do you have? And again, you can come at it from like very, very simple day to day. In my life personally, I'm very attracted to the idea of my brain having to think less, my brain having to create less. I'm very drawn to the possibility of things flowing through me, of ideas flowing through me, of decisions flowing through me, of creative writing and sitting here on the podcast with you, even in my coaching with clients. Like I'm very intrigued by the idea of letting information kind of come me being that vessel of letting stuff come through me, but not necessarily having to like think of big ideas and like have really, you know, like (laughs) I just, I'm not, I don't want to like have to, to, to struggle and work so hard at everything. And so that's the why for me is that because when I tap into my inner voice, it does feel so flowy, so gentle, so easy. Like that is an existence that's very compelling to me. So that's my why. And I think we're all going to have different reasons why we tap into our inner voice. The when, oh, and you know, like just talking about the nail polish example, like her letting her um, inner voice pick her nail polish. I have from a very young age, this memory of suffering at Baskin Robbins because I didn't know which flavor ice cream would be the right choice. And it just, I felt so much pressure to pick the right one. Like what if I didn't like the flavor that I picked and then I'm going to have have to eat this whole ice cream cone and it's not going to be delicious and I'm going to wish that I had picked the other one and I just think about that little girl and that little girl like exists within me. I really struggle sometimes especially like at restaurants. Oh my gosh, I have this thing that I it's like order anxiety. I can't figure out what to order and then I panic at the end and sometimes I'll order the wrong thing or say the wrong thing just because like I don't know what I don't know. My brain just goes a little haywire. So that's a perfect time, first of all, as a parent to be able to teach your child like, well, let's just like get centered for a second and really like tap into like, what flavor do you want right now? And like teaching them how to tap into their inner voice without them even knowing that that's what you're doing, but teaching them to trust themselves. What a gift. That is such a gift. But then also for me as an adult, knowing that like, 
there is an access to information within me that that thing, that inner voice, that intuition, that knowing can pick something on the menu for me and then I can just trust it and let it go and not worry about, well, what if I pick the wrong thing and yada, yada, yada. So that's also another why for me. In terms of when, I say when not, like you can always tap into your inner voice. It's always there for you, but you don't always have to be in that calm centered place. Where, again, like when you're first getting started, maybe it is always on a note in your phone, or maybe it's always on a doc in your computer or always in your journal. But as you play around with it, as you grow, as you test this out, you can start to access it anywhere, anywhere you need to. And it really is like a matter of slowing down your breath, getting centered, and tuning in to yourself, to your inner voice. It is you. It's the thing within you that you can feel that calm, trusted energy within you. In terms of rituals and resources and places to turn to on my other podcast, That's Pretty Woo, that I host with my friend Jordan. We're currently on hiatus, but in February, we shared an episode all about inner voice, intuition, and woo. And that conversation covers a lot of different things. We talk about like, is your inner voice God and what is it? And so I highly recommend listening to that if you haven't yet. I'll include a link to that episode in the show notes at celebratecultivate.com. So you can go there and read all about this episode, but also click on the links to go listen to the episode on That's Pretty Woo and some other things that I'm going to share. But through that conversation, I started to look at my experience in pulling tarot cards and pulling mantra cards as a communication with my inner voice and with my guides. And so something I've been playing with that I wanted to share with you today is is I worked through a yogic path oracle deck by Sahara Rose, and then I worked through Gabby Bernstein's most recent deck. And after I kind of worked through both of those decks, I decided to go back to pulling some actual tarot cards. And so I'm working with my fountain deck right now, which is amazing. If you have never gotten into tarot and you want a deck, I love the fountain deck. It's like my favorite. I have only one other tarot deck, I will say, but I've seen many others. And I think one of my ideas in life, one of the like fun things I want to play with is getting myself a new tarot deck every year. So right now I'm still playing around with my fountain deck. That was the first one I ever got. And today I did something really cool that relates to inner voice. So Today in this morning, I have like a little ritual that I do where I do a line activation, which is a teaching from Ashley Wood. It takes like literally a minute or two and it's just centered, calm breathing and a few little hand motions that are like a prayer position. I'll include a link in the show notes on how to do a line activation. And then after that, I shuffled my tarot deck. And then I just thought to myself, I'm going to pull a three card spread. So I'm going to pull three cards. And one of them is going to be the wisdom from my mind. One of them is going to be the wisdom from my inner voice. And one of them is going to be the wisdom from my guides. And I'll include a picture in the show notes of the spread that I got. 
all three of the cards were related and they really were all aligned with the mind knowledge, the inner voice knowledge, and my spirit guides knowledge. Like it was amazing. I'm gonna have to do it again because this is the first time I ever did that kind of spread. Like I thought of the spread myself and then I did it and it was so, so on point. But the reason why I bring this up is because one, you should totally try that spread. It's amazing. So one is the, the knowledge from your mind, the knowledge from your inner voice, and the knowledge from your spirit guides that you need right now. Like what is it that you need from those three different elements? And it relates to this topic because in the conversation with Jordan for That's Pretty Woo, I started to think about how our intuition, our inner voice can also communicate externally like to us. And so through the tarot cards, it's a really amazing way to reflect and connect and think about like, what is that inner voice within me trying to tell me? Where is it trying to guide me? So I thought that was a really fun way to experiment and play. And again, it's like that same example of practicing that muscle in doing that session this morning and pulling those cards like I'm bolstering my confidence my trust in that inner voice in my spirit guides through that spread like it was really really cool so I did receive a few questions from our community and Ashley sent in some amazing ones so Ashley thank you thank you thank you so much I'm going to answer um I think two of the questions that you sent in to me so the first question that I wanted to answer is is inner voice work similar to channeling? And I <laughs> I have like a lot of thoughts. My mind has a lot of thoughts on whether or not inner voice work is similar to channeling. I think it's like one of those things where it's hard for me to say because I think, I think it's like the answer for me is yes or no. And the truest answer is I have no idea. Like I really don't know, but I think it's a fun topic to, to discuss and to kind of share my thoughts. And I would love to know your thoughts as well. I think I, I believe, or maybe it's that I hope that we all have access to this unconditional love, this universal truth, this quiet, gentle well of wisdom within us. Like, I really hope that that's something that all humans have access to. I truly don't know. Like, I have no idea, right? Like, I cannot speak to anybody else's experience but my own. But I really, really hope that, and I know from, you know, reading and sharing and talking with others that so many of us have you know, very, very unique and different life experiences, but then we all have these like universal themes that show up for us. So I think that the ruminations of our thoughts and that chatter, the monkey mind that we all have that, you know, yoga and yoga, they refer to it as the monkey mind or in meditation, they call it that. And we all feel like our thoughts are so unique. Like we feel like we're in our own unique struggles. And yes, we are all beautiful, unique snowflakes. But again, we, from person to person, so much of that experience and struggle is universal. So I want to say that yes, inner voice work and channeling is also universal. Like I want to say that we all have access to it and that they are similar. Like I personally think that so for anybody who doesn't know what channeling is, let's just start there. Channeling is, my definition of channeling is when someone is 
a vehicle or vessel or a channel for an outside entity, an outside existence, an outside knowledge that can kind of filter in from them. And a channel is responsible for kind of translating it or the entity is kind of passing through the channel. So the best example that I can give is Esther Hicks. Esther and Jerry Hicks um, went down this kind of like esoteric meditation path and ended up where Jerry was the person asking the questions and Esther became the channel for what they refer to as Abraham Hicks. And there is a huge series of books and teachings and you can just search on YouTube Abraham Hicks and anything that you hear is Esther Hicks channeling Abraham. And there's a lot of other channels out there now and I think there have been for forever. Um, A lot of people will say that certain um, creative work is channeled and if you listen to Just Lively now, she has a podcast series episodes where she is working with a woman who's channeling an entity that refers to themselves as the collective and Nicole Perkins, the woman who did my most recent inner voice session, she has been working with a few clients who are also channeling. So channeling is again, like those people are tapping into some sort of radio frequency, you know, to put it in a more rudimentary explanation and through them comes this knowledge that isn't them. So I think that inner voice and channeling might come through the same pathway of, you know, dropping into our inner quiet and dropping out of our thought awareness and kind of exiting the monkey mind and allowing that calm, quiet wisdom to bubble up. The place where I get caught up in saying that there's the same is that I really think that the inner voice is us and comes from us. And the idea of a channel kind of implies that it's something coming from the outside through that person, through the channel, who's the interpreter. So I don't know that they're the same, but I like to think that they're kind of in the same neighborhood. And again, back to one of my original points, which is like, does it really matter? I don't know. I mean, these are like fun things to discuss and I don't think I would ever like go toe to toe with like a hardcore debate on it because I don't personally think it really matters. Like, I think that it's more about like, does the wisdom from a channel make you feel really good, make you feel really calm and empowered? Does that information from your inner voice make you feel that way? Then I think that it's all good and you can trust it. Another question that Ashley sent in, and this is kind of where we'll wrap up for today, is in your experience, do you feel like inner voice work brings things to light that you already knew, or have you had new things be revealed to you? And so I'll answer that by saying that both I think are true. In January of 2019, my friend Chelsea and I went to Pittsburgh on this girls weekend because Jess Lively, who I've mentioned several times, Jess Lively is a, she was an old time blogger, turned to podcasting. And then in 2019 on the 10th anniversary of her blog, of launching her blog, I think it was, um, she decided to do some live TV taping. So it was the lively TV show. And this, this happened in Pittsburgh and it was to facilitate inner voice 
sessions with a live audience. And so she asked her community for people to send in questions that they had for Jess, but also for their inner voice. And on a total whim, I did one take and I sent in a question. And my question was like, I'm totally down with all of this. Like I feel very aligned and on board with this idea that we can tap into our inner voice with our intuition, like we have access to it. I got it, I'm good. When my life is calm, when I'm in a coffee shop or in my car or alone in my closet or alone in the shower, like those times, like I feel very at peace, but in the struggle of having two little babies, cause again, this was last January. So I had like two small, small kids, a little baby and a toddler. And it's a very stressful time in my in life when like so much feels so physical, like you're in and out of bath time, you're struggling with tantrums, you're always feeding a human. Like there's just so much, it, was, it felt like a very chaotic time in my life. And so my question was like, how do I get to my inner voice during those moments? And my, my submission, my question got picked. And so I knew that I was gonna be on the show. And the night before, my friend Chelsea and I went to dinner. We shared this like amazing dinner, delicious wine. And she's a dear, dear friend of mine who's extremely wise and really into the woo. And just like such a, I was joking around telling her that she was my stage mom. Cause she like made sure I looked good that day. And um, the night before when we had this dinner, she kind of guided me through a bunch of questions and she, asked me like what do you think Jess is gonna ask you and what do you think your inner voice is gonna say and you know she just kind of like probed me in a, like a rapid fire kind of way and it was really helpful to kind of go through that practice with her to kind of get my nerves out and to kind of get on the table like what did I think my inner voice was gonna say from the get-go and I knew I don't have like a really strong memory of what I said in that conversation, but I knew from having that conversation with Chelsea that I was gonna be totally fine when I was taping with Jess the next day. And of course, like I was nervous getting mic'd up and like getting ready to walk up on stage with Jess. Like I could feel the adrenaline in my body, but I was also super calm that day. And I was like really present because like, it wasn't me who was like on the line, like Jess had done so much to get to the point where she was like doing a TV show taping that like, I was like, I just wanna be good for Jess. Like I just wanna show up for, and Jess, Jess isn't a mom, she doesn't have kids. And so I also wanted to like represent and show up for all of the listeners, all of the viewers who are moms or who resonated with my question. Like I wanted to do a good job for them also and kind of be, be present for that. So I was, I felt very like calm and at ease. And I also trusted a hundred percent that like nothing too crazy was going to come out of my mouth. And I kind of also had become, I guess, aware of the fact that like, I am ultimately in control of what I say. And so like, I just trusted that like nothing crazy or weird was going to happen, which I think is like one of our just at least for me is one of my deepest fears is that like I will come off as somebody who's crazy or weird <laughs> and I'm into all this stuff. And so there, that fear comes up a lot, you know? So in the conversation with Jess, 
the, some main takeaways that were illuminated and really perspective shifting was that it isn't the point of life to always be in this super calm, zened out mode where we have ultimate access to our inner voice. Like that isn't the point. And in fact, that would be a very boring existence. And specifically as as it relates to motherhood, it would not be a great example for my children because they would never see the ups and downs of emotions and the ups and downs of our life experiences and how to navigate those. Like I would not be setting an example of how to flow through life because I would just be on a raft in the middle of the ocean doing nothing. Like instead of like really flowing with everything that comes up in our human existence. So in preparation for this episode, I recording this episode right now, I went back and watched that taping, watched it. It's on YouTube. You can also listen to it on her podcast. I'll include the links to both of those in the show notes at celebratecultivate.com. So you can go back and watch if you want, if you haven't yet. It was really amazing conversation. It was even more amazing to revisit it to yesterday before sitting down to talk with you because I just realize that that inner voice, like that message still relates to me today, a year and a half ago. And I'm sure it will down the road. Like that wisdom is universal. That wisdom doesn't necessarily apply to like the specific time in my life so much as it just applies to life. That there is beauty in the chaos. There's beauty in the contrast. There's a reason that our human experience is complex and there's ups and there's downs. We wouldn't be able to appreciate when things were beautiful and peaceful and calm if that's all we ever had. And so Ashley, to answer your question, like, yes, a hundred percent, my inner voice aligned with that truth that I already knew, but it gave me a broader perspective, a deeper understanding of some things that I hadn't thought of before when it came to motherhood, which is that, that idea that I am also responsible for showing my children the ups and downs of life and how emotions are okay. Like I had in my head before that session that my main goal was to be a calm, chilled out mom. And after the session with her and through the teachings of my own inner voice, I came to realize that like, I'm here to be a human, (laughs) a human mother who has feelings and can say the wrong thing and that can screw up and that has like a very wide range of emotions and strives to be funny and makes mistakes and like yells at her kids and screws up. And all of that is like, 100% okay and allowed and how I choose to recover and repair and and flow and transition out of those heightened levels of emotions like that can I can come back to that calm gentle place so hopefully that answers your question and hopefully this conversation helps lead the groundwork for next week's episode, which is going to be part two of this introduction to inner voice. I'm really excited to share all about my session with Nicole and dive into the reflections and changes I've experienced since speaking to my inner voice through her. Before I say goodbye to you right now, I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or thoughts on today's episode. Since I'm currently on digital sabbatical, I'm not on Instagram. So if you want to talk, 
to me. I'd love to talk to you and you can send me an email. It's Kayleen, K-A-I-L-E-E-N at celebratecultivate.com. And I say this every week because it's so true, but I really, really appreciate when you share the podcast. And I also just want to thank those of you who have left reviews on Apple Podcasts. This is a small community and the only way that we're going to grow is by you guys leaving ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and also sharing the podcast with your community. So like you guys are... You all are doing the the work, the labor, but also the magical, just generous giving of sharing the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Here's a recent review from Jess L. Cha. She said, Keelene does a fantastic job researching and sharing ways to bring a bit more magic and intention into our lives. She has a magical way of sharing topics in an engaging, authentic, and approachable way. Her vibe is that of a good friend who has something helpful to share and is excited to cheer you on in your journey. Can't wait to hear what magic she brings to this new venture. Jess, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I am excited to cheer you on in your journey. And also, I'm so excited that you're here along with me on my journey. Like, we're in this together, my friends. So I just, again, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so happy we're here doing this. The podcast has really just um, given me so much direction and purpose in life, and I'm really, really happy. And I have a few more updates with you. I'm working on a newsletter that's going to go out this Saturday, so make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. If you go to my website, celebratecultivate.com, you can sign up there, or again, you can just email me and I'll add you to the list. And if you're looking for more ways to connect with yourself or your inner voice and the magic within your everyday life, I recommend considering booking a connection call with me. We'll spend 45 minutes together talking through any blocks or challenges that you're facing and help you get on a path towards alignment, magic, integration, and connecting to your inner voice. You can visit celebratecultivate.com for details. There's a link in the show notes, and I would just love to spend some time with you and help you get back to your magic. So, okay, friends. That's it for today. Sending so much love your way. And I can't wait for part two next week. We'll talk then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.